Bird of the Year is over, but a new competition is launching, celebrating birds of the metal variety. Voting is now open. We couldn't resist this. For the Air Force Museum of New Zealand's inaugural Aircraft of the Year competition. Organisers say they're capitalising on all the chatter around the bird competition, but there is a bigger motivation too. The Christchurch-based team wants to tell the story of Royal New Zealand Air Force crews and raise awareness of its vast aircraft collection. Museum Director Brett Marshall joins us now. Hi, Brett. Kira Jesse. Nice idea, mates. Yeah, thanks very much. And, um, yeah, I guess it's kind of you following on from bird of the, the century. They say that imitation is the best form of flattery. So hopefully those that organise the wonderful bird of the century are, are feeling, you know, quite flattered that um, our... Um, competition has a similar look. Yeah, I wouldn't be holding your breath for a shout-out from John Oliver, but I'm happy to do my bit to uh, publicise the effort. So uh, welcome on to the show today, Brett, and tell us how many aircraft will voters be choosing from? Um, There's 33 that they get to choose from um, that are currently in our collection. Um, So it's quite a lot of choice, um, and they range from, you know, more familiar aircraft like the Spitfire and the Mustang and and the Skyhawk that people may know about to maybe the less well-known like the the Bristol Freighter um, through to the Sopworth Pup, um, the Avro, Anson, et cetera, et cetera. What should people consider before making their vote? Um. It's interesting. I'm uh, myself ex Air Force pilot, um, and I've got my own personal viewpoint. Um, but I'm told that uh, by my comms manager that I can't shamelessly plug for the <laughs> Andover. So you, you won't hear me mentioning the Andover. There's too much. Well, hang on um, a second. Okay, was, yeah, um, carry on. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, because that aircraft 30 years ago, I was flying that in, in, in Somalia um, on humanitarian mission over there. And yeah, I, I personally think that's iconic. But again, when it comes to iconic, there are so many stories that these aircraft tell. Some of it, you know, there's lots of personal connections around the country that people have with these aircraft. Currently, the Orion is in the lead, the P3 Orion has just joined the collection. Um, it's got quite a following and it's had um, received quite a bit of coverage, so that's currently in the lead. Um, but the other aircraft, the, the Iroquois um, helicopter, in fact, we had some Vietnam veterans um, doing a tour of the museum just today, and they got to sit in um, one of our Iroquois helicopters, which is out the back, and they said that that was the aircraft that when they heard the sound of those rotor blades, they knew they were going home. Um, they oh, knew gosh. it was going to get them out, out, of, out of trouble, um, or it might be bringing supplies and, and just some of these that these wonderful men that were, you know, obviously in, in their mature years, just the emotion um, or an attachment to their aircraft. And that's just that, but I guess one of the thousands of stories that we tell. And the competition is really about the stories that those aircraft can tell of the men and women that have flown them, the men and women that have served on them, um, the, or the lives that saved. Um, after the earthquakes in Christchurch, um, it was the Hercules, although that's not one that you can vote for because it's not yet in our collection, but that brought the first search and rescue teams um, down after the earthquakes. The Orion has saved thousands of lives, but yeah, I'm, I'm starting to wrap it on a, a little bit here. No, you're um, okay, and um, I'm looking at the excellent Aircraft of the Year voting page. I'm not sure about the Vickers Wildebeest. Could you not have found a better photo of that one? It doesn't look like an aircraft at all. It looks like a piece of scaffolding. 
Well, that's well, well, the reason that's actually currently under restoration. Now, that aircraft that you're looking at is the only one left in the world. So that is actually incredibly um, unique, and we're currently restoring that aircraft. Um, and that is one of the, you know, the very first aircrafts that the Air Force had when it became the Royal New Zealand Air Force after but there being the New Zealand Permanent Air Force. So that's actually a restoration project, and it's quite exciting to have an aircraft that is actually being restored um, in the competition as well. That was flown by uh, Leonard Trent. Now, you, you may not recognise that name, but he was one of the three Victoria Cross winners um, of, our, of our Air Force. So it's quite exciting to have that aircraft in the collection, and it's massive. The propeller alone is um, over four metres. So I don't know if you could picture Stephen Adams, and or you, you haven't met me, but if I was standing on his shoulders, the propeller would still be taller than both of them. What is the point? What is the point in preserving these aircraft? And, you know, it's been a long time since most of them were useful, you know, working um, vehicles. So, so why do you put so much time and in, time into them and value onto them? That's a, that's a great question. And I think um, I alluded to it a bit before, but it's about the stories, I guess, of and the sacrifice of the the men and women that flew them and fixed them and served on them. At the museum, our Roll of Honour has over 4,600 names of those who have um, given their lives while serving within our Air Force, and that's New Zealanders, um, while serving within our Air Force or other allied or Commonwealth Air Forces. The average age is in their early 20s. And so as you walk into our museum, that is the on the, the right-hand side there, and there are thousands of poppies against many and of those names, and it's to ensure that those lives and that sacrifice is never forgotten. For me personally, the reason I'm able to talk to you today and um, enjoy um, my life as I do is very much from that sacrifice. And I think we, we, we it's important that we remind people uh, about about the cost um, and about those those stories and these aircraft tell those stories. Uh, it would be a breach of RNZ editorial policy for me to express a preference on one of these aircraft, Brett. But I must say, I'm quite taken with an aircraft called the Matchy, which I see on your website. It's quite, quite uh, sleek. Yeah, the, the Air Mackie. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's Italian. Mackie, sorry. It's, um, yeah. With Air Mackie. Yeah, it's um, it, Italian, so it's got that sleek Italian kind of look, yeah. look about it. Yeah, it's used. It looks like a beautiful leather uh, boot. Yes, or yeah, uh, yeah, mate, yeah. You've yeah, got leather shoes on at the moment, but I don't think they're Italian. But it's the sort of thing that you would see a well-dressed Italian yeah. would look quite good beside. It was a beautiful aircraft to fly, um, you know, and and looks very streamlined and is very attractive. But beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and um, there are other aircraft that may not look as great, but the spirit and the soul and the things that they've done and the story can actually very much change your perception um, on them. And I think that's the, the wonderful thing. So the beauty about our museum as well is um, we're free entry, open every day except Christmas Day. So whenever anyone from Christchurch or passing through Christchurch wants to learn a little bit more about the aircraft or see them in the, in, not the flesh, in the metal up close, that they can. Yes, I suppose that would be quite a fun little uh, project uh, to take a uh, grandchild along and look at what you've got and then pick together who you're going to vote for for your favourite. I think that's an inspired idea, Jesse. actually. Um, and I think that that would be great. And we actually have many um, parents and grandparents with their, with their children. The museum also has um, 
hunts for different age groups so that the younger children can actually explore the museum and learn a little bit more about the collection as well. But it's just as um, a fantastic place, especially um, if it's a, the weather's a little bit inclement because it's all obviously indoor. Um, and obviously, we've also got other aircraft, which I must mention, is the, the Dakota, which is an iconic aircraft. But the one in our collection, um, when the Queen was a brand new Queen in 1953, it's the aircraft that she flew on personally as she toured New Zealand. An interesting fact I learned the other day that on her 1953 tour, apparently three out of every four New Zealanders saw her. Oh, gosh. Hey, well, um, thanks for the energy you've put into this. And what's the instructions for people outside the Canterbury area who'd like to vote? Uh, just pop onto our website. Um, really easy to remember, Air Force Museum, all one word, .co.nz, and the instructions are all there. So, um, yeah, but um, I hope anyone as well passing through Christchurch pops on into the museum and maybe has a, has a look up close as well. Nice one. Good to talk to you today, Brett. Thank you. Brilliant. Thanks, Jesse. Cheers. That's Museum Director at the uh, Air Force Museum of New Zealand running an inaugural aircraft of the year.